When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. Well, we've got a lot of selling in the pre-market this morning. Thank you very much to those trade headlines. Uh, doesn't matter which one. You can look at the European trade headlines, the China trade headlines. So both of those headlines weighing on the market this morning. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the implications uh, of what we're seeing, different differences in how the stocks are trading and how the indices are trading. So a big discrepancy this morning in that. We do have some individual news, but all of that sort of overshadowed by this pre-market, well, by this move yesterday and then the follow-through this morning in the pre-market action. Joel, why don't you give us a quick uh, update here on what's happened overnight? Uh, down 16 and three quarters handles what just may be the beginning of something much, much bigger, down only a half a percent. You have stocks that are trading down a lot lower than that. We'll talk about that when Dennis comes on, especially here in the chip sector. Uh, Pre-market high may never see 31.21.75 again. Pre-market low, 96 and a quarter. I'm looking for our nine-day low here at 90.75 is another target. Second target will be your November 14th low at 81.75. Crew just can't hold a rally down 41 cents at 55.55. Slight flight to quality here in gold up 6.10 at 14.75.30. Silver back over 17. Up 8.4 cents at 17.05. Bitcoin just hanging out here above 7,000. Still down $20 at 7,313. Uh, busy day for Triple D. If you can come in now, great. If you're banging away on the yeah, key. Yeah, I, I got a lot of positions. I'm banging away here. I'm going to give you some commentary, though. I just don't know. S&P is only down 0.55% is mind-boggling to me when I look at the stocks. I am scrambling to find a stock that is only down a half a percent. You can go to the banks. They are all down significantly more than a half percent. The chips are a wreck. NVIDIA is now down six bucks. You got AMD trading down two and a half percent. You can go across to any of the chip stocks. They are all down significantly. Um, 
you can go to any tech stock. I mean, just go to the top, just do the five top five components of the S&P, you know, and it's a good tell that we're not down enough for, for the stocks. I mean, you can go to Apple. So what are the top five? Give us the top five. Uh, uh, Microsoft down 0.94%. Down, down almost twice as much as the market. Yeah. Apple down over twice as much as the market. 1.22. Amazon down 0.74. So a little bit over the market. That helps a little bit, maybe. Uh, Google, I think there was some uh, initiation of Google, maybe, at a buy somewhere. I'm not sure, but that's only down four-tenths of a percent. So that's doing a little bit better in the market. And then you have Facebook down three-quarters of a percent at uh, 198.20. So. And, and there's positive commentary on Facebook, too, but doesn't seem to matter there either. It's just a weird market. Um, you it's are going to see some biotech stocks. What's that? I think it's because just like they haven't traded. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, like with the herb and, you know, obviously during the day, intraday, this stuff doesn't happen because all the stocks are open. You can quickly just do the calculation. It's there. But, you know, you've got 500 components. There. There's probably 250, 300, you know, that aren't even, you know, having a market at all, you know, when you go to the lower components. So it's a little bit of a guessing game for the herbs. It just looks like when you just quickly do the top ones, though, it looks like they're guessing way wrong. It looks like they are not down nearly enough for where the stocks are trading down. I mean, I look at oil, it's down more than the market. The only sector that I think is going to help here today is going to be your small biotech because we had a takeover and we might as well you know, segue to that now. That is going to help the smaller biotech stocks. You're gonna see a lot of smaller biotech stocks get bit, especially the gene therapy stocks because we do have a takeover in the sector. Give us the details there, Spencer, and then we'll just talk to you, talk to you about the ramifications for not only the biotechs, but the overall market. You're referring to the BOLD takeover? Yeah, the BOLD deal. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Audentis Therapeutics is going to be acquired by uh, Astellas Pharma for $6 a share in cash, six zero in cash. And the stock closed at $28.61, so over 100% premium. That's a huge premium. The stock has been in the gutter. You can see here, you got to go out to the monthlies to, you know, even get back to even where we were close yeah. to this. Ooh. And I believe this, you know, is, is way higher than an all-time high. So it's a huge premium that's being paid. So you think like, okay, right away, smaller biotech stocks like Bluebird Bio maybe going to trade higher here today. Sarepta probably going to trade higher here today. Um, RGNX, another one, it's going to trade higher here today. You're going to see a lot of smaller biotech stocks, especially the XBI. So if you're head scratching, why is the XBI trading higher? It's because the XBI has a lot of smaller biotechs in it. So it is likely to trade higher. It is going to help the market, some of these smaller biotechs, but there's such a small portion of the overall S&P. I don't think it can make up for what we're seeing in the wreck and the bigger components. So... Um, that's why I got to think that the S and P's one of two things is going to happen overall, moving away from the small biotechs for a second, one of two things going to happen overall. The S and P's are going to go a lot lower or some of these stocks that are trading down two, 3% in the pre-market are going to bounce back. So the ARB is basically buying this, you know, some of these stocks that are just wrecked in the pre-market and selling the S and P's against them. Um, you know, you obviously got to look for news and you got to look at individual stories there. I know Roku's trading higher. We got some positive commentary at Needham. So there is some individual stories, but overall, when I just take, you know, a, a, a big picture look here, it doesn't feel like the stocks are, are, are uh, it feels like they're down way more than the market. What kind of drug do they, does that bold have for them to, uh... it's gene therapy, is it not Spencer? Uh, Aren't they fair. all gene therapy stocks? To be, on, to be honest, I, I don't know. I can look real quickly, but I, I, I'm pretty sure they're all gene therapy. These, these smaller, these smaller biotechs, uh, it, uh, I don't, 
Yes, it somebody, is. Yeah, yes. If somebody are, can confirm. You, I'm pretty sure right. it's gene right. therapy. You're right. I'm just you're going right. for my head. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I know I trade like in, you know, obviously a couple of the stocks I just gave you those mentioned. Look at your gene therapy stocks. There's probably 30 of them out there. You got to look at those this morning. And, you know, I gave you a list of six or seven big ones there. But those are probably going to trade higher because it's going to be speculation all of a sudden that, hey, you know, huge premium paid for one of these, you know, and we saw this happen before, you know, a year and a half ago when we were getting some mergers there. We thought Kite, Kite Pharma get bought out. We also saw, I always forget the other one that got bought out. Um, so I, I think this maybe gives that little sector a little bit of life here, but bad timing really to get overall life in the sector because all of a sudden, you know, with Joel's call yesterday, um, this S&Ps are in some serious heat. Uh, Joel, just an unbelievable call by you yesterday. You were saying the three tops that were lining up and you're like, this is a low risk short. And Joel, if you weren't listening to the show yesterday, was saying that when the, S when the SPY was trading around 314 and a half, he was just setting up a trade saying, if you went short here, you really got a buck that you would need to cover, obviously, if the markets went up and made new highs. But he was just lining it up saying, we got a triple top here. Roku was putting pressure on some momos in the morning. So all the ducks were kind of in a row. And it was a nice setup. And I wish, you know, I was looking. I wanted to get bearish with you. I just could not, you know, get bearish with you. And you were, you were dead right. And anybody who's listening that followed Joel's, uh, you know, lead yesterday there uh, made, made a lot of money. That was a, 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 a massacre in the first hour. I mean, Shopify it, was down 30 bucks at one time. So it, from, it from the close. It was quick. And it was quick. I don't it, think it's over. Well, I mean, Spencer probably uh, covered, you know, at the top here, uh, you know, all of a sudden this China thing's in flux, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, one has to think, was there ever a deal, right? We were so close to a deal. A deal was eminent. We have a deal. And now we're waiting to 2020. So once, and this has happened before in the market with yeah, the, yeah. You know, the phone call. Remember the phone call? Well, I had a phone call with China. There's, there's no deal coming here, Eminent. And this was my worry that why I lightened up. This is why I lightened up on Friday. And I wish I would have really lightened up. I obviously, I held a little bit of longs, which in my swing longs, I all got out of uh, yesterday morning when we started to cave. Um, and I got ahead of it a little bit, but you could see that it was going to turn to something bigger. Uh, but you're exactly right. And you know, this is what we were talking about. I mean, there, there's just no deal coming. And they've, they've acted like, you know, yeah, we're really close to a deal. And when, what the tell for me was when, you know, we had that Wednesday move when everybody was getting ready for the Thanksgiving dinner and White House comes out and, and supports the protesters. I'm like, well, this isn't something that's going to please China. So, and, you know, there hasn't really been any commentary back, but I still think that they're not overly happy about that. So I don't think there's a deal coming. You know, Trump might be, you know, if we're down three or four or 500 points or whatever today, Trump will probably come out with some tweet trying to, you know, trying to help the market out because it seems like that's what they, they do. When the market goes down, they try to support in whatever way they can. But we've been hearing about a deal for two years almost. Like, we've I feel like it's not, two years. Are we setting up for another December? Are I don't we... think so. But, you know, you, you said this on the show yesterday and there was nothing that looked like it yesterday. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we could call this the Joel Alcon and top. They called it the Jamie Diamond bottom. We could call it the Joel Alcon and top because you called it, man. Um, it was a great call by you. The well, S&Ps are down here again. I think we're going to be down a lot more here by, you know, the time we open here today because the stocks are just way down way more. I mean, we're leaking here now. We just lost two and a half more points. I think we're going to lose another 10 handles before we open. So just my opinion. Um, and look, you know, as we're continuing to fall here, I'm being proven right just in, even in my sentences here. But 
it, it's the stocks, the S&Ps just aren't down enough as stocks. So, you know, we just fell five handles here, you know, since I went on a little rant, but, you know, obviously, you know, it's just, there's the, other the herbs are waking up and they're like, Nvidia's down 3%. You know, uh, you know, you start looking at all these components and you think, how, how the hell are the S&Ps only down that? So, and there's other commentary happening here right now too, but I mean, Disney's down two, over two bucks. This is a, a lower beta stock, typically. Disney obviously had a rough day yesterday, and it's a little more beta since you know the whole uh, Disney Plus has come out. But still, I, I'm scrambling to find stocks that are only down 0.5 percent. Now the market's down 0.67 percent. I think the S&P is going to be down more than one percent by the time we open. I think. My well, opinion. Good day to have Nick on, right? A good day, and I think this also, you know, because he always gives a two-sided approach to the market. But another thing is, is that you know. You just in a couple of days, it went for money managers like, I got to be in. I got to be in. I got to be in these stocks a year end. I, the market is kicking my butt. I got to be in. It's kicking their butt now. And now they're thinking, well, I got to be out. I got to, I got to, I got to. I don't know if it's full. I don't think we're in a full panic here yet. I think it spooked everyone though yesterday. And it's not surprising you fall through. That's why I came in here short this morning because often you get the follow through. Obviously, I wasn't short enough. I mean, this is unbelievable that, that I did not see the stocks getting whacked as hard as they are, and the S&P is only down 0.67. We can keep saying that throughout the show. You know, I do the ARB. It makes no sense right now. It didn't make sense. This morning, it really didn't make sense. We were down 10 handles. I was like, we should be down 30. And I, I went, you know, and I put on a big short there when the SPY was up at 210.75. I'm over, up over a buck in that right now. And I wish I would have even been bigger because it doesn't make any sense that, the um you know that the stocks i think people just don't want to bid i don't think people want to bid you know that's the thing you know they're bidding s&ps you know so whoever was buying s&p this morning when we were only down 10 had no idea what the hell they were doing because they weren't looking at the the leading components at all it was it was you know and you can say oh yeah we had some you know we had some commentary since then but (laughs) the stocks are down way more it's just math it's math gotta do the math God, dude, at least rough calculate it, you know, and like I'm looking like the financials are all down over 1%. What's not, what's only down 0.68% right now? I got bloody Walmart down 0.86%. That's the most defensive stock there is. Uh, let me see if I can find one. Um, You've got to really scramble to find something that's only down 0.68%. I guess. Unless uh, it hasn't traded. How about the, well, I mean, except for Roku, but then you look at what happened uh, to Roku yesterday. Yeah, but Roku isn't even in the S&P, is it? I don't even think it's part of it. I don't think so. So you don't have to look at that unless they put it in there recently. I don't think they did. No, there's no way Roku's part is, of the uh, here, here, Allergan. They're on the S&P, right? They're getting taken over. Oh, crap, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> but, but we are going to see. That's a one sector of strength. We are going to see some strength in uh, the biotechs today, which we already talked about. And maybe it's going to roll into big bio too. I know Biogen had some positive numbers there just from some data they just released just before 8 o'clock. So that's one sector. If I'm looking for a sector that could potentially buck the trend and help out here today, it's the biotechs. I got to ask you about your Sarapta, Dennis. It was quite I'm the... Out. the- <laughs> I sold it. <laughs> okay. I just sold it though. I just sold it three days ago, right around 109, because I felt like, okay, it's been a big move here. I was obviously way wrong on this, and I want to get back in. I do want to still own Sarepta. Obviously, now we're gonna, it's going to be up here today because of the bull takeover. But right. I, 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 I lighten up a lot of stuff yesterday morning. So I got out of my Etsy long, 
I, 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 that was actually on Friday. I got out of my Twitter long. I got out of my, I'm trying to, I, I, all the swing longs that I had, I sold them all. I sold them all yesterday morning, about 15 minutes after the open because I could tell I was going to, I even lightened up Shopify. I lightened up Shopify after the fact because Shopify had a really ridiculous rally in the afternoon. So I got the beats all morning down to like 312, came all the way back to 331. I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of some of that too. I kept a little, little piece, but I lighten up a lot. Usually, you know, when you're doing the long-term stuff, I shouldn't. The only one that I touched in the long-term portfolio was some Shopify. I think I'm going to get cheaper. I think this is a Momo stock and Momo's all of a sudden out of favor. So I think I could get it back at 300. That's why I lighten that up. But of my, all my swing longs, I sold them all. All right. What about this takeover here in the steel sector? I mean, holy mackerel. What is Cleveland Cliffs doing here? Down a buck 10? Spencer, uh, Give us the details. Yeah, they're acquiring AK Steel for $3.36 per share. Comes out to about $3 billion total. <laughs> they're pounding clips on this. Down at buck ten, huge volume, obviously. Don't... It's a smaller deal, like not just yeah. them, but it's a small deal, period, because both of these companies have obviously been in the gutter. I mean, we punished the acquirers. AKS is getting a lift, but is this all stock or what's the what's the ratio here? Uh, I believe it's all stock. I didn't see any ratio that would indicate otherwise. Let me look through the release here. Um, what's do do you have? The oh, ratio? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is not in uh, an all stock transaction. Um, I have not read. I've been busy. I didn't bother looking into an AK steel merger here this morning because there's a lot of uh, obviously a lot of other things happening here this morning. Okay, AK. So I know the price is three thirty six, but what is the AK, ratio? So? AK steel shareholders will receive 0.4 shares of Cliff's common stock for each share of AK steel that they own. Then here you are, and because CLF is down so much, the AK steel premium doesn't look that great all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, you'd think, you know, maybe some other steel stocks, but this is such a small deal. Like it's a smaller company getting acquired. You're not seeing a rally in any of the other steel stocks this morning. You know, maybe there's going to be a little bit more, um, you know, what we talk about, you know, is a, uh, maybe there's going to be some more M&A in the sector here, just try to cut costs because it's been, you know, obviously a lot of these stocks are having a lot of trouble. Um, but I don't think all of a sudden everybody's coming here and buying like us steel thinking us steel is going to get a bit debt issues in a lot of these companies too yeah no it it uh yeah sp is continuing to to uh to leak here catching up uh with the stocks uh down 21.50 down 22 and a quarter point seven yeah yep so coming in a little bit good call there triple d i think it needs coming more okay um is that all the MA? so we just have that one deal or did I miss another one? Added and we did the bold. Deal. Yeah, I mean, just those, just those two smaller deals. Again, remember, small biotech is more the interesting deal here today, as opposed to looking at buying steel stocks because there's going to be another deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Uh, we got a lot of cloud stocks that are going to report here tonight. We did get one reporting there last night, Coupa Software. It was a decent report, and it shows you how much they just don't like Momo. I actually tried to short this on the pop. I just missed it. So I threw the order out there. I didn't have the guts to throw it out there before. And then it looked like it was going to stall up at like 154. And I tried to short at 153 after the fact. And I couldn't, I couldn't get filled on it. So I, you had to kind of be out there. It was up there for less than a minute. And then it just turned around and went red. 
and predictable. Why, you know, do I short a stock that's, you know, having a good report? Because that stock is all of a sudden out of favor. Sentiment matters more and every money manager is like, oh, I get to sell something and they, you know, it's one of the Momo stocks, get me the hell out of here. And they came in with their selling shoes on, you know, obviously getting back to yesterday's high there, right on the initial print and then just continue. Yeah, right there. Uh, you're trading down 644 at the lows of the pre-market session. Just a quick eyeball on the dailies here. Maybe maybe hold out for, uh, I see 141.36. That was a sneaky low on November 18th. Uh, but below that, I'm looking for 135. Pair lows, 134.29 and 134.19. So I'm sure you're going to get some heavy selling off the open and, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. Uh, quite a few lows in the 130 handle, but uh, the first one I'll say right now, first step, stopping point here through the pre-market low, 135.14. So reporting tonight, you're going to get Salesforce. You're going to get Workday. I'm still long Workday and quickly giving back all of my gains in that. I put in the long-term portfolio. I wanted to sell it yesterday. I'm like, stop selling all of your stocks. You got to hold some stocks. So, and then I watched it fall another five bucks. Um, MRVL is going to report here tonight. Zscaler is going to report here tonight. So we're hearing from one ship with Marvel and we're hearing from three cloud stocks. Again, it depends on what happens today, but sentiment suddenly turned from the Joel Alcon and top and all of these stocks. And, you know, they've had runs. I mean, CRM has run in the last month from the 140 area up to 165. So could this retrace here a little bit? Yeah. And, you know, it obviously depends on what the number is going to say. Maybe expectations will be lower if we really get whacked here today ahead of it. But, I mean, there's so many stocks that are already getting beat up. Full disclosure, I do have a position on in Salesforce. All right. I won't just, I'm just saying, man, if you had this since uh, early October and, or mid, uh, mid to late October and you're holding this into the print, uh, one brave man there. That has been a nice run. Stock near all-time high. Down trading down two percent here on one fifty-seven seventy. Got to be a little people nervous ahead of the print. And we're actually we're through yesterday's low. Uh, next stopping point, I see a low just under one fifty-six and one fifty-five forty-seven. S&P's trying to get off the mat here. Uh, Ninety-one fifty is your pre-market low. We have couple eight nine day lows in that area here uh but it's minor pop and numbers starting to come in but still spoofs down 0.69 percent and uh compared to these stocks that we'll just use the top two components microsoft down over a percent apple down 1.5 percent and you gotta look at the cues more on them and the cues are down one percent so maybe on the microsoft and the apple and the top components but out. i'm just saying like the banks the retail home depot's down you know 0.7 Home Depot's down more than the market, or actually at least as much as the market here right now. The only sector, you know, obviously we're going to have some defensive stocks like Coke and Procter Gamble that are going to hold up while they always do in these sell-offs there, unless it gets to a real route where they just sell everything. But I mean, you look here and you think, oh, General Motors is down 1.3% here this morning. <laughs> you you scramble it, even, even the, you know, that's nothing to do with tech. It's nothing to do with Momo. It's kind of defensive. And you look at it and you think, okay, well, this one, you know, is maybe one that'll hold up well. Caterpillar's down two and a half bucks. What's only down 0.7%? It's got to uh, go lower, my opinion. Um, have you looked at this? Speaking of, I was, I, I've been saying that's the 0.3% this morning. <laughs> I'm going to keep preaching it. S&Ps aren't down now. Have you seen Clovis Oncology lately? Um, I looked at it the other day, but it's been a monster. Yeah. 
Boy, I mean, we have seen in the small biotechs, even the crystal biotech. I sold that one, shouldn't have sold it. I mean, that one's been ripping there too. All these small bios, especially after today, they're going to be showing some life. You're going to see small bios still rip here today. Not maybe not Clovis Oncology. There's obviously some news there because it's trading down. I, I don't know what the headline, Spencer. What's the headline on this one? It's down seven percent on this this morning. Yeah, is there something on Clovis? Uh, not that I saw. No. Maybe it's just because it's just been having so much momentum going. But anyways, it's down 7%, giving a little bit of a back this morning. Mm, you wanted I, to talk about it, Joel? Technical well, no, I just, uh, I mean, it's quadrupled here uh, and since uh, early November. And I, I just I remember seeing the initial news on it. And I just can't remember what it was, uh, what we do yesterday. Yesterday, we're trading down here. I'd keep an eye on that close from yesterday at 1643. You want to? had been adding like two bucks a session in the last, you know, two prior sessions. So see what happened. I mean, if you're looking at this from the long side, I'd be just looking at getting back to yesterday's close. The reasons going opposite is because had such a monster run, but uh, you know, quad, you know, quadruple here since early November. I mean, it seems like the market is banking on Clovis being taken out. That's, that's every, that's the only explanation I, I can find. For, for the move here. So. There's there's going to be some more M&A, and I don't know about Clovis Oncology. I don't follow the story closely enough, but you know we, we could see some more small of these biotechs get I just picked don't, up. You know, I would say the two areas where I am the most underinvested are banks and biotechs. I, I would say, you know, I just... And see, biotech is almost my biggest holding. It has been for years. Yeah. Yeah, been, but you got in, you know, a lot of those. Ed. I've been in a deck for a decade in a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and they grew. Like it wasn't one of my biggest holdings, but they just grew so much that they ended up being my biggest holdings. I've kept, I've tried to lighten up, you know, and I've lightened up a lot of them. But you know, sometimes that long-term investing works. And all my biotechs that I had, if I would have held them all, you know, and obviously I still complain about the Gen Tech. That was one of my biggest positions, and it got bought out. I didn't want to sell. And that thing would be huge now. It was DNA back in the day. Got bought over. Remember that? Yeah. That'd probably be $500 stock if it was still around. But sometimes they buy them out and nothing you can do. And you know what's interesting too is if you know you if you took the mantra after the election about oh what's going to happen with Trump and the biotechs and the healthcare and you know the money being cut back. I mean, talk about doing the opposite here. Uh, really, at least a lot of these stocks have thrived, and you know so. I don't even know what's happened. What's happening on our healthcare legislation? Uh, Spencer, have you checked that? Do we even have anybody in charge of healthcare? Or is that just kind of, is that just one, another? I'm sure there is somebody. No, I don't know that, who there is, but uh, here we are down 21 and a half. We got Nick coming on in nine minutes. We have imbalances here in a few minutes. Uh, well, they're out already. Um, yeah, you, imbalances come out at eight o'clock now. That's Remember, right. They changed that's like right. last year. Um, let's there's talk. A ton, so imbalances, there's, they're small. They're relatively small compared to where the stocks are, people but they're going to get bigger. Yep. People are scared. Um, I'm I, scared. A, a, <laughs> no, you're not scared. Uh, a stock that was trading up, uh, Tesla, uh, what, full disclosure, I do have a small short position and a bet with Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, if you're listening, your stock is holding up really well. What, uh, what it goes it? opposite the market. It has for a long time. I had no idea why. There is almost no correlation with Tesla in the overall market. I saw somebody tweet yesterday. Um, I saw somebody tweet. I don't know who it was, but they said, oh, Roku's down, so Shopify is falling already, and Tesla's next. 
I'm like, well, Shopify makes sense with Roku. I've talked about that relationship for a while. Um, obviously, there's no fundamental relationship, but they're both heavy Momo plays. Tesla has no relate. There's no correlation, at least in the last six months to a year, with anything. It just does its own thing. So because you see the overall market roll over does not necessarily always mean that Tesla's going to roll over. And we saw that yesterday. Market ugly, Tesla was up. So I don't know why. Tesla does its own thing. And we're down another. You know, we're down seven handles from where I was talking bearish about the market. And, uh, I mean, what's, what's the catalyst here for, uh, for Tesla taking up to 400 from here? Well, they're getting some commentary this morning from Piper Jack. And it's in the red. So they're fading that. They're fading the analysts coming in. Well, the market's getting destroyed, though. So right. I wouldn't say that, well, that's I, really so necessary. Let's say, uh, it's only uh, down 0.26%, so it's doing pretty good. <laughs> it's having a good day. It's having I mean, a good day. It's only down 0.26%. That's a good day. I mean, the Cybertruck is out. We don't have earnings for a while. I don't know when you announce any delivery numbers. I mean, what? Well, I'm sure they would. They'll announce them, at, uh, you know, next month. They're probably they'll probably announce their 20, 2019 delivery totals. Yeah. Did you get? Um, did you sign up for the Cybertruck? It's only a hundred dollar deposit. No. 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 Not. not that's not going to do it. For no. Me. I said. I said I didn't necessarily hate the design, but I don't not hate it enough to go out and get my name What's, on the list. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Well, ugly they, truck syndrome. Well, they placed an order or 15, uh, cyber trucks are going to be converted into police vehicles. So I guess we can get used to seeing those around the streets, uh, as, as, uh, as cop cars. But, uh, the, the commentary this morning from Piper Jaffrey here, they're maintaining their overweight. They're raising their price target on Tesla to $423 and they like the cyber truck. They love it. Yeah. They love it. I, um, I don't know. Tesla, I don't know. Why do I think it's going to 300? I don't know why I think it's going to 300. I think you've had this big move up and you've had this consolidation here and it hasn't been able to uh, really get back half of that initial fall, you know, when we were up at 360. So I'm just looking at this this 360 area. It topped out there last month. Obviously, you're starting the month off in a bad way. I'm not really looking for the party to get started. You got three, four lows in the same area. So um, longer it takes for this to breach 327. Uh, Friday's low, 27 and a half. Uh, the low on two. Let's see here because we're we're messed up on our days. That was Friday. Wednesday, your low last Tuesday was 327.10. So as long as we hold 327, uh, I, you know, I think the pools are still in control here. Uh, but how often do you see gaps filled? You know, and look at that gap that you have in Tesla. You have a huge gap between 256.14 and 289.20. So that would be. Hope I got enough time on these for for that gap to be filled, but. Um, that's what I'm looking at there in Tesla. So let's go back to Roku for a second because they're getting some interesting commentary this morning. This is from Laura Martin at Needham. She's been massively bullish, if not the biggest bull on Wall Street. She's been right about Roku this year. It was her pick of the year yep. at, at the start of the year, and she's always been bullish, uh, I think, going back to, I think, the IPO. And she's defending the stock this morning. And here are just some highlights from the note. First of all, she raised their price target to uh, $200 on Roku. And she said, we believe Roku should be valued as an internet aggregator, similar to YouTube 
in the video space, iOS and, and Android in the mobile space, and Facebook in the social network space. So they're not thinking about it as just, you know, the, the streaming technology, you know, the thing that makes your TV smart. Uh, it, it's much more than that. Dennis, I'll let you comment first on that. No, I'm not going to comment. I'll position it. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Would Miss Martin have made these comments if it wouldn't have gotten downgraded yesterday? I mean, that's just yeah, kind I don't of, know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the time she's being right. I saw her put right. Andrew laughed to shame. Yeah. Right? She, she, so uh, I'm not saying give her credit. Where credit, uh, credit, she, credit, she's credit, been is, right. credit where credit's due. But when you, you know, okay, if she was planning this on, I mean, I, when these things happen and, and analysts come out in stocks, I don't know, maybe I'm looking too much into things on this, but if it wouldn't have had the 25 point drop yesterday, would she become out? You know, would she, if it was at 170, would she come out? You know, let's say we had a flat day yesterday. Would she come out with the same comments if it was at 170? It, it, it does make you maybe question the price target because if the there, she's raising her price target this morning, off of what? Off of a change in, in, in her formula? I mean, well, that's good, right? I, like, like, yep. like, is she just raising the price target to raise the price target? Is she doing it just to defend the stock, or is there, is is there actually a meaningful reason for a fundamental reason for you know for her to you know do that? It, it that's I don't exactly. know exactly my point exactly. I I mean, you lose twenty five points and you get you know two thirty three back. I mean, I would say. Uh, she's been good. She's been right on the stock. I would, you know, this brings yesterday's close into play here, 136.07. So I would call that, you know, your first support level. And now that 132.40, uh, as people scratching their head, right? Because that was a low for yesterday. We'll see if that's defended. SP is just uh, taking another leg lower here. We have taken out mm-hmm. 3090 level, trading into 3080 held. So there's goes one of my targets at 90.75. I'll just go for another one. The stocks keep going lower. So it's like they're trying to play catch up with the stocks. The stocks keep going lower here. It's still got to go a lot more. Yep, so they're hitting. Keep going. Twitter under Twitter under 30 bucks. Uh, what else? Bank America. Holy mackerel. And I was having this discussion with the chief, and, you know, theoretically higher interest rates are good, right, good for the banks, right? But – they're also kind of bad for the market. So that's, you know, when you get in this kind of environment, the market's getting killed and because of higher interest rates, I don't know, it doesn't make me want to rush out and, you know, buy the banks. Got Bank America down uh, 41 cents here. Now that's down more than the market with TLT uh, trading up here. But uh, we'll see because a lot of people were looking for Bank America to bust out, go to 35 bucks. Long consolidation up here at 33. Let's see it. Big move. It's already moved its average daily range, right? Uh, 40, 50 cents. So we'll see what happens here in Bank of America. That we got is Nick in the uh, green room? Not quite yet. Let's do one, uh, the other earnings report uh, sure. from this morning. Really, only, the only one that interests us is Lands and LE. They uh, beat on the top line. Good and um, actually, so EPS 11 cents versus 9 cents. Sales miss. 340 versus 349 million dollars. Uh, they said Q3 comps were up 8.3 percent. Uh, e-commerce sales up 7.4 percent. They gave some guidance as well. The Q4 sales guidance is is in line, and the fiscal year sales guidance is also in line. 
Good not, pop. Not bad all around. No, not bad. Uh, Lands End, long, long consolidation period here. Now, you know, showing a possible move to the upside. Uh, your initial spike took it to 13 quarter on very, very little volume. To me, 13 bucks. Let's see what happens there. We're 39 cents away. You had a high at, oh, wow, right at 1320. That matched the pre, that pre-market high matches your uh, September 19th high, but you have leaked 60 cents off that. So let's see if there's some, I don't know, it's a NASDAQ stock because we can't see. Haven't been at 13 in a while. I think I if it's get the rally to continue, let's see what happens at 13 bucks. Paul W. Question: Profit stop after hours, good or bad? Markets illiquid. I would think bad deal. I don't even know if your brokers even let you enter stops after hours, and if you do, you better expect some major slippage, right? There's no stops on yeah. on the exchanges. Yeah, so you can't throw like an NYSE stop. Um, right. I, I don't know what an, each individual. Sometimes brokers have stops on their own systems so broker to broker i cannot comment i don't know every single yeah, broker what the order do. commentary is but typically no i mean there's no market in some things you could stop and there's nothing in there i mean that's the one thing about pre-market and after hours trading on the smaller stocks like when i say no market i mean literally there's no bids and no offers you will see that on stocks a lot of smaller stocks especially if there's no news you'll never see it on a stock like amd or bank america those are typically two, three four five cent markets all the time but you do see like no market at all on a lot of stocks. That's why you got to be careful after hours in pre-market because, you know, stocks can have some really violent moves. Okay. All right. Let's bring on our guest today. Nick Shaheen. He is the author of create income with option spreads and sell spreads.com joins us every other Tuesday. Nick, hope you had a good holiday week and weekend, but how has this market been treating you? Um, the holidays were great, not long enough. The market is really good. Um, I shorted a few things, shared a few thoughts to short a few runners that I thought had uh, had some uh, resistance. It wasn't like anything against the stock itself. It was just against the stock action. It was uh, NVIDIA, Netflix, uh, Tesla twice, and uh, just some spy credit call spreads to hedge the longs that I had. Uh, and those worked out. So now we look for where the support levels are. There were some at 3091 on the ES and uh, some around 3082. And then below that, there's a whole bunch of them. But those are the two that are in focus today. So, so like when you say you short NVIDIA, can you walk us through that trade here? Sure. I sold the call spreads into the spikes. Um, NVIDIA had a spike and Netflix had a run. But if you look at the charts, there were some uh, telltale signs that um, they were headed into places where they've had troubles before or pivot points. So I thought, okay, so I would sell call spreads above that and leave myself some buffer um, room to actually take some heat without getting damage. And that same setup for all four? Yeah, same idea. The, um, and the, the, the one difference is that Tesla was uh, the, the truck uh, headline and it running on the truck sales was ridiculous because I believe it ran on the, the, the small car, the Model 3 sales, where they sold 400,000 in, in the span of a few days. Um, and it was the same idea. And it didn't do a lot for the stock itself because you know pre-selling on a deposit that's refundable, especially that it was less than last time, 
was ridiculous to me. The truck was ridiculous uh, as an idea right now. And then they come out with the headline. It rallied on a headline that he actually did absolutely zero, um, zero market research before he launched the truck was like, what is going on in this world? So I stayed with the call spread. So those worked out. And again, it wasn't against the company itself, but it was against the price action. So NVIDIA, you know, there was some definite resistance. So I took a risk at 230 level and um, short term. So those will work out. Um, also shorted some shop, Shopify, and those will work out. So it was just some momentum stocks that were run, rallying and into some resistance. You know, the one that gave me the most trouble was Netflix, but it too will survive too. So I've got this chart up that you shared of the S&P futures. Can you kind of just break it down for us here? Sure. Uh, so the S&P, the idea is to see what happened at this level in prior period of time. And not too long ago, we were here um, in, in November 21st, for example, there's a cluster of support exactly where we are right now, which happens to be this period's uh, point of control. So that orange line is where actually most of the buying and selling happened. This is actual volume profile information. So it's not going to be, it shouldn't be butter on the way down. It should provide some support. And even then, if the orange line fails, there's another cluster a little bit lower at, towards a 3080, 275. Um, and even then, really the breakout happened at the two white lines on the bottom left-hand corner. That's where the pinch was, according to my chart. And my target was the end of the white line on top, somewhere on 3123. So we exceeded my target. And I'm okay going back all the way down to that level three, you know, 3030-ish, which was the initial breakout. So a few red days are not going to change the trend. When the trend breaks, then we start talking what CNBC was talking yesterday. They were out in full force. He said gold's on a tear. And if you pull up a chart of gold, gold has been setting lower highs since the high that it had a, a little bit ago. So they muddled the picture and caused a lot of people to chase price action based on the ticks rather than the levels. So ignore the ticks. Yes, they're red and they're scary. But look what happened last time we were here to get some perspective onto the level itself. What does it mean? If you have questions for Nick, drop them in the chat and, and we'll try to get to them. So what would have to happen then, Nick, for that trend to change? Like what level well, would have to break? It, it would have to, you would have to see a break in the trend itself. So if you pull up the SPX, for example, um, it's, it has been setting um, higher lows and higher highs. And if that trend breaks, um, then you start talking about, okay, maybe there's something more sinister. I'll share an SPX you know, based, based on yesterday, um, because I don't have the pre-market uh, chart yet. But the idea is to, the, whatever happened, is this something new, the headline? It's not. We still have the Terraform and we have no solution to it. So that's not new. Is Trump a hothead? Yes, he is. Is China a hothead? Yes, they are. Um, I kind of had an idea when over the weekend we had a, a really good economic report from China. So I told my guys and gals, they're cooking the books to start com start being combative in the headline. That's my my thought was. And sure enough, now they're antagonistic, both sides now. They're going back to trash talking each other. So 3,000-ish in the SPX is, is the neckline. So when you have a breakout of any chart, regardless of what the headline is, and, and what's the one thing you need to do before you get any higher is to test the neckline from which you broke out. If that fails, then you talk, okay, is there something more going on? So far, it's just price action. It, turn off the news, 
until you see a change in the actual fundamentals. The Fed is still in it. Actually, I read a headline that said that the a note that said that the the Fed is looking to, you know, maybe allow inflation to run hotter than expected. So maybe we see some. Maybe they know about some hot inflation reports that are going to come out. So, you know, the VIX is too low, given that we still have all the fears, um, and, the, and this is just simple price action so far. We're on the line with Nick Sheen. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. Joins us every couple of weeks to give his uh, fundamental and technical analysis of the markets. I just want to get your interpretation here of uh, Charles Schwab stock. Uh, submarine the industry with uh, free commissions. Nice, slow rally back. It jumps on the take takeover of TD Ameritrade. Uh, man, uh, they did lose a, you know, a portion of their business here. What, what are you thinking here? Charles Schwab, 49 buck air, you know, down a buck today with the market, big green candle in November. What are you looking at in Charles Schwab? Okay. First of all, I owe him a big high five for making what we're doing, whatever he did. I think we all do, uh, you know, how is that good for their pocketbook? As a company, I, I don't know enough about it, but I can tell you that I wouldn't chase the pop the way it happened. And the only reason for that, not because I know what's going on with, uh, with their P&L or anything like that. I hear that they're acquiring more customers because of it. They're getting uh, the, the accolades for it, but from a price action. So I just shared a weekly chart and it kind of like declutters things. And it shows that it just spiked into a cluster where it was an accident scene back oh, man. in 2018, October. So it just got back to its accident scene from the last correction in October, whereas the markets have buried that. So not an ideal place to start long and a perfect place to book longs. So whoever was long the breakout of the descending lower high trend um, off of, let's say, 44, hey, good job, I would trim some or sell some calls against them or something. But this is a ledge and onus is on the bulls to take it back and prove that they can creep up above it. Uh, Nick, some tickers being thrown out in the chat here. I guess I'll just start with uh, with Uber since we've talked about this before with you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess we know that you're long, but just pull up a chart here and tell us what the chart says to you. Okay, so I'm long, and you remember last time I was here, he asked me if I was going to sell puts in it, and I said no. I lied because <laughs> right, right after, right after we did that day, or maybe during that day, I can't remember. Um, rhetoric got so bad that I said, you know what, this is capitulation. I couldn't hear anybody that actually said anything positive about it. I was like, I'm going to sell puts, and I sold December 24 puts, and I collected a buckish about it. So now I'm even with my trade. Um, those are gone. Those puts are, I bought them back for seven cents or whatever. Uh, so it is in a cluster as far as a price action and it has limits. So I just drew a box around it and I shared a chart. Um, so as soon as it breaks out of the box up or down, it's going to go in that direction. Hey. So right now it looks like the sellers are coming in around 30 ish, you know, give or take. But if the buyers can overcome that, then they can shoot back to 32 and test that ledge. 32 will be a cluster of resistance there. Uh, support wise, it has short-term support above 27. So arguably 
things will have to become really bad either in the whole market or in specifically in Uber or both. Um, but I don't know if that will happen before another earnings report. So it's funny before when you were, you were, uh, when you were talking about it, I pulled up the daily and I said, you know, I'm going to ask Nick if he put any significance on this gap fill that it had from earnings yeah. and resistance there at 30. And it looked like it filled the gap by a couple of ticks. And I said, well, I better look, see what his chart looks like first before I ask him. And sure enough, uh, there it is, but very important. I mean, if you could get some closes here over 30 bucks, then, you know, you got a, right. you got another leg higher, but I could see the consolidation uh, that you're talking about. Uh, you getting involved in these biotechs at all? No. I know it's very hard to control risk in those. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I don't have an edge and correct. the charts are so violent that unless you catch a really clean entry or an exit, it's hard to do anything. Oh, back to Uber. There's a candle. Sorry, I just noticed okay. it. There's a candle on October 22nd. Uh, you know, draw, draw the edges on that. It'll give you the second leg up line. Oh, look at that. If it ever gets there, 34. And the bottom of it is exactly the gap you're talking about. Yeah. So 1022 candle is the most important one for the next move higher. Nick, what about Micron here? Question from the chat. Okay, so I haven't traded in a while and it averted disaster a little bit ago. And now it's in a precarious position because this is a stock that for some reason, um, Wall Street loves to hate. Um, I remember it falling down to 30 and them calling it a value trap. And it had a PE of three, if not lower. So I was puzzled, but it is in the line of fire, direct line of fire of the China thing. So, you know, buyer beware. If if it falls hard, I would probably sell puts or put spreads in it. But right here, I can't buy it in a hope of rally. I mean, there are more exciting stocks to chase up. And this is a relatively safe knife to catch once it gets to a certain level. And up here, it's not at that level, in my opinion. So this is the daily. If anybody wants shorter term than this, I don't know if they want to uh, do it while this rhetoric is going on. But 45 is the last bounce with a mini bounce level at 46 just slightly lower so those are the two immediate lines i don't know where it's at this morning pre-open this is based on the chart the static chart from yesterday uh, below that there's another cluster of support between 33 43 50 and 44. and then one more here from rob hood what about wendy's here what's the ticker on that w-e-n Tells you I don't watch it, right? So <laughs> I don't. I'm I don't surprised on that one, Dick. I I don't eat there. I don't. I don't. I don't shop there. I don't trade Shocker. there. Shocker. <laughs> so hey, I've changed my diet. Apparently, I don't. I didn't have enough fat in my diet. So anyway, um, so, so Wendy's again. This is not an obvious point of entry because of it, the failure back in October 22nd, uh, where it got to almost this level, maybe slightly lower, and failed. And again, there's a the gap. Uh, start uh, the giant gap from September. So they're back to it. it. To me, I'm never anxious to chase it up here. I don't mind chasing momentum, like buy high, sell higher, but I need proof that they can overcome the last failure point. So to me, I would want to wait for a clear breakout above it. And I don't know what they're doing this morning. I can't imagine they're continuing the rally in a uh, red market. And now it leaves the gap below. So, but here's the thing, as long as it's above 21-ish, the buyers are in control. So dips down to 21 should be bought 
on on a short term basis. So maybe they can dip, you know, fail at breaking out again, but set a higher low and in, inch to break through that uh, roof. And if they can, then they can set a new high. Nick, before we let you go, just uh, I know you include, you know, market sentiment a lot in in your analysis and leads you some trades. I know you like to back it up with fundamentals and technicals, but what the heck's the sentiment now? I mean, we we had a deal, right? We were a deal was no, eminent. no. <laughs> well, I, I was never on board with that. <laughs> we had BS about a deal. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but sentiment is what the media wants to make it. And yesterday, the unanimously, the media was tooting the same horn, right or wrong. The headline I posted the headline. Go back on my Twitter feed. I posted three Reuters headlines, two in the same day, using the same headline, one positive, one negative. The same freaking headline. Sino-US relations or whatever the hell they say. It's just ridiculous. So sentiment is not as bad as, as the media made it out to be yesterday. Like yesterday, um, Kramer was calling the buyers morons. When do you hear that? When do you hear that? So just stay out of the way, trade the levels, Sentiment is how you feel about things. Everybody's employed, right? We have full employment in the US. Um, record online shopping, decent retail reports, although you're not as strong as you wanted them to be. Yeah, right. So it's not a disaster, um, yet they want to make it sound like a disaster. Deal or no deal, the world will continue. So let them walk away from all talks and the market will be fine. Uh, one last question, Neil, uh, Nick, uh, you sound better. Your voice sounds uh, oh, yeah. much stronger. You're getting back to a hundred percent. Definitely. Um, I consider myself lucky. I had a lot to be thankful this, this holiday season. Uh, my wife also had a knee replacement surgery. So Boy. all in, all in the same week. So it was, it was an incredible, incredible couple, couple right. months so far. Your son's helping you out. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, lucky man. I can't complain. I appreciate the opportunity here. Too. Right. Nick, we appreciate having you on. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. 8.53 here, Joel. Have we stopped going down yet? Uh, we're just hanging out. Dennis, are you doing anything to support the market here? No. No, no buys on me for SPY. I'd just be selling into reps here. Um, again, I'm not trying to instill panic here. We're talking a lot no, to the traders here. We've, let's put it in perspective. You know, we've come a long ways. We've had a pretty good run. And, you know, we need to cool off a bit. It's the same thing like why I didn't buy the dip in Roku because we needed to cool off a little bit. We were talking about that yesterday on the show was 148, 149. And people were wondering if you buy the dip. I mean, that's, you know, why you don't buy the dip because it falls another 14 points that morning. So it's hard to just call bottoms here. You know, this was going straight up. We need a, a period to cool off. We need a period to digest, you know, the new information that, hey, there's probably not a deal coming any sometime soon. And we need, you know, um, that's that's really what we need here. It's just a cooling off period. I'm not liquidating stuff out of my portfolio. Like I said, I sold from Shopify just because I thought the rally yesterday afternoon was ridiculous and I think I'm going to get cheaper. I got to remember to rebuy that. Hopefully somebody in the chat can remind me if it gets back down to 300 to rebuy it because uh, I do believe in the long-term story in Shopify. But, you know, I'm still fully, you know, I'm still very, I'm not fully yeah. invested, but I'm I'm as invested as I usually am. So I didn't come in here and start selling everything on the long-term portfolio. I had four long swings on it. I was like, it's time to get out of the long swings. No swing trades. No long swing trades right now because this market has turned. 
So, you know, that's why, you know, I sold my Twitter and I sold my Etsy. I sold, I had one in Pinterest. I sold that because I thought Pinterest two days ago might break out over 20. Failed, did not. And, you know, that's where we're at. So, you know, things happen. You just got to be quickly, you know, adjusting your trading tactics. And I think in this case, I'm leaning a little more to the short side of my trading right now, more than I have been. I've been leaning long, 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 long. Now I'm leaning a little bit short. We have a, you know, a big level up there, which is just, you know, 2% away. Isn't that far at 315? So, you know, as we get rallies into stocks here right now, I'm using an opportunity to maybe initiate some shorts, but long-term still fully invested. Yeah, no, I think if anything, you give a balanced approach to the market. And- we try, but I'm, I, you know, I've been very bearish here on the spy this morning because I have no idea what the Arabs were doing. You know, at 7 a.m., they obviously just weren't in, you know, the machines just were too lazy to get up that early in the morning, I guess, because they, uh, you know, were out to lunch when the S&Ps were only trading down 10 handles. Now we're down 25. We start to look a little bit more um, balanced yeah, fine, there. It's start, yeah. They're starting to catch up with the stocks, but they needed to. And, you know, they need to catch up more here. We still have a lot of stocks that are down significantly here. And the S&Ps are down. So I think if you're coming in here buying the S&Ps down 23, I think you're early. Yeah, I was talking with the buddy yesterday, and you know, he asked me how the market, and I told him. And he goes, he goes, good. He goes, it makes me nervous when it goes up every day. And I'm like, you're not the kind of person that looks like the market makes an all-time high and then pulls back a little bit. You look at how much money you lost, and he's like, no, I, you know, the, you know, not necessarily to buy more, but this is. It was just begrudgy. It was just going up like every day incrementally, yeah. and. It's, it's good for the market to, you know, test it out. and got to have some periods of cooling off. And you know how we talk about the book and the deck that I used to hold on the floor? It gets all stacked up to one side, right? And you were clearing out all those offers on the rally and the bids were building up underneath because people, you know, were, you know, they want to buy it, you know, on the dip. Well, you cleared out the top of the book now and you're working on the bottom of the book. And, <laughs> you know. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. Spencer. It is a significant sell-off in the Momo names. I mean, there's still a lot of names that held up very well yesterday. We talked about biotech probably going to be okay here today. The XBI is just basically flat. We know there's going to be, you know, some of the smaller biotechs that are going to get bet up on that BOLD uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, but so there's going to be some stocks that trade higher here. But, you know, you look here and the TLT is up a buck 43. So don't look to the banks for help because they're going to be weak on this. We know that when the TLT is up significantly, the banks are weak and the overall market's weak. So you got the little double whammy working at the banks today. I mean, things can change. TLT could turn around and start to sell off. But as of right now, um, then with the information we have when pre-market trading, you got to think that the banks are going to be lower. You even got oil, you know, oil's trying to hold up. It was rolling over a bit. It's trying to hold up a bit. So maybe that can be some life here, but I'm, I'm really scrambling. I look at my screen right now and I have all the top S&P comments on it. Catch it yeah, I can see Roku trading green. It's not an S&P component, but it's a widely traded stock. But obviously, you know, that's given back over half pre-market gain already. Um, and I can talk about it now because I was short and I just covered it. Um, okay. Yeah, so I can talk about it now. Um, okay. Everything's red. Yes. Yep. Gold, gold stocks are up. Gold's doing good. There is something else. A question here from the peanut gallery. Uh, Benzinga's own Luke Jacoby has a question for both you guys. And his question is around this very obscure ticker. It's a blank check company, TKKS. If you pull up a daily, TKKS, you'll see where his question is. Uh, November. Why 15th, do they have these spikes down? Yes, that, exactly. Do you have any insight? Luke, asked, Luke has asked me to ask you. 
I'm not doing that. You These know. things do funny things sometimes. And, you know, the blank check companies. Um, and, what do you mean you know, by you blank Google check? It. Google, Google that. The, I don't want to butcher it, but it's basically it's, just the company isn't really even operational yet. It's just no. kind of there. It's not, it's it's kind not of what it really is. A company. The company exists to like acquire companies, right? And, yeah, it's not like got its own operations. Right. So exactly. these blank check companies are just there and they're and they don't even move usually. They're just right around whatever price they are and they don't move. Right. I mean, it's free market, right? So somebody could just all of a sudden say, I want the hell out of it and they sell it. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it, it's. It, it, they do. We've seen some of these blank check companies go up like a thousand percent in a couple of days. You know, so it's still, you know, they're still, you know, traded. Some of these things are traded there, and you will see, you know, some funny things happen. But even though the company has no operations at all, that there are sometimes just trades going on. So, so that's I, all. The best thing I can just say is it's freely traded. So sometimes you get a seller that wants out. Now I just said I just looked at the chart and I said do you have a profit in it? And he said, yeah. And I said, sell it. And he said, I already did. So <laughs> I, think, I think he just- I don't trade any blank check yeah, companies. Uh, you just probably have I a trade companies that have, you know, operations, not just sitting there as holding companies. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's a holding company. You know what? Do I just want to do um, for Eric Nance here, Costco. And it's great run, great stock. Love the company here. I just looking- at this like 295, 296 area. Let's call it 295. I mean, that it was a bastion of support for almost a month here, late October, early November. You did get below it yesterday. You did close above it, but man, I just don't like what's underneath that. So if the market holds up, it closes above 295. I think you're looking good. I think a wall will be building back up at 300. But I just don't like it losing that. Uh, it's actually, the sport is like 295 and a half, 296. And it did get below that. So important area of support here uh, for Costco to hold. Uh, Remember a, Costco is one in stock. Like people you know, will say it's got defensive nature. It's not going to go down much. But it's been running. It's had pretty good runs here. There's some people sitting on some profits. So this could you know, trade down here. It's not you know, out of the realm of possibility that Costco could lose five or six bucks on a really bad day, even though obviously it's defensive and obviously people are still shopping at Costco. Same thing with Walmart. I mean, and Target and all these stocks have had just such incredible runs. Do they need to cool off too? Maybe this is a cooling period for all the stocks that have been running, not just your tech stocks, you know, that have the ridiculously high valuations. All right, Spencer, you can cover everything. Oh, uh, we got pretty much everything on the list here. We didn't really get to too many other ratings, although there are not that many this morning of note. We noted the bullish commentary from uh, on Roku and Facebook, and Google also had some as well, but not a lot in terms of in terms of downgrades this morning. Uh, so that'll be it for our show. Actually, there was a Netflix downgrade at City to uh, neutral, but held up. It's still trying to hold up, but I think that candle yesterday will spook a few investors in Netflix as well. So um, a good, nice setup would have been on Netflix. So, you know, we, we were talking triple tops. Look at the from three days ago before Joel. A whole three sixteen and a half area was a nice setup. Wish I would have saw that chart because obviously I've been bearish the stock for a while. That was a nice setup for the short. Yeah, actually, you were talking about that, and you're like, well, I've been kind of – look at that, three highs. In I know, I didn't day. see that. Yeah, That's you. For a stock like that, I mean, dude, that's that's like pin – that's like almost exact. Yeah, you know, 316, yeah. 15, 316. Nice setup. 
82. All right. Well, we'll be back with you guys in uh, 23 hours. We'll see if uh, the buy the dippers come in today. Market get, trying to get back to equilibrium now, but they just kept heat hitting the stocks lower. We'll be keeping an eye on the pre-market low. Uh, tighten up the numbers on my sheet. So the last one I have is 81.75. So that's uh, still six handles away. All right. So if you missed any part of our show, catch our podcast or rewatch the show on YouTube. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.